You ready? Yeah. You ready? All right, hold on. Here we go. What's going on, everyone? This is the My Aggie Nation podcast. I'm Travis Brown with the Eagle alongside the, the wily veteran, Robert Cessna, sports editor here at the Eagle. We're kicking off another uh, A&M football. What, what, what number football season is this for you for A&M? Well, as far as obviously, I started covering the team full time in uh, Dennis Franchoni's second year, but I've started going to A&M football games, being a covering for the Eagle, all the home games in 75. And uh, of course, back then, I could also go to Baylor all the time in Texas. I didn't go to TCU, always had to stay back in the office and work, but usually I was able to see about nine games a year. Uh, starting in 1975-74, first game I saw was Clemson. I was sitting out in the stands with the fa- with the fans. Interesting, because first time and uh, yeah, pretty, pretty good experience. So uh, lots lot has changed oh. in those. What, what do you what would you say is the biggest change in your time with the A and M football program or anything kind of surrounding it? Just the, the, how everything's grown. Mm-hmm. You know, the campus, the stadium. Uh, you know, they add the park. Now, you think when I came down, I came b- b- here from Pennsylvania. And uh, you think about it, the thing that really struck me first was I went out to Bryan High, and uh, I was here. I started Eagle part time actually in 74. And so Viking Stadium was just like it is. It seats like 12-5 or 12-7. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a pretty nice stadium. That was bigger than my college stadium. <laughs> but then you went out to A&M, and I want to say A&M at that time was like 45. 40. It wasn't that much of a difference, really, you know, four times. Now when you think about how big Cal Field is to Brian. Brian Ten times. They're going to say, Cessna, you're mm-hmm. on drugs again. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it, you know, there wasn't a stadium build up and about it. It's its its own city now. Mm-hmm. You know, on Saturday, we're going to a different city. And you and I and Olin and everybody and Brent, we're going to a different city mm-hmm. to me come Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a big talk of everything with the players and before they're going to have a new new run out, a new intro song. Ross Bjork said they've been working with some Aggie alumni who are in the music industry to kind of put something together. The players said... They, they like it. You know, Anaya Smith said he, he, he said he, uh, he pitched the idea of a light show, so he's interested to see if that gets incorporated at all. We don't really know what light show means. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what, uh, what all comes, comes through there. You know, those things rotate through and, and, you know, everything that seems to be so core to the football team. If you went back 15, 20 years ago, it was they ran out differently mm-hmm. and because it, it was a different stadium so kind of kind of ushers in a, a little bit of a new era of of uh you know entertainment for the fan base this, this year well you stop and look at it i had uh, i had a sports editor at the champaign illinois text me email me and wanted to say what makes kyle field different because you know he's doing something about different stadiums in the country and my point being is if you're, if you're old guard, you're still going to have the band. You're still going to have the yell leaders. You're, you're still going to have the marching in down Houston. But I, I got to admit that the park that they added is very nice. Everything mm-hmm. they've added just enhances the fans. And the bottom line is I don't care what sport you're in, they got to pay the bills. Fans yeah. pay the bills. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we normally walk from kind of over by the band practice area through – 
you know, what was Spence Park, now Aggie Park, to get to the stadium. I, I got a buddy who has a, a tailgate over there, so we might need to oh, alter cool. our course to walk in to, to pick up a nice cold water on the way into the into it's the. It's going to be hot. The press nice box. water yeah. is very good. Yeah, so well, there, it's football season. The Aggies are going to kick off against New Mexico uh, this weekend. We, they have a starter named. Let's start with there. Named Connor Wigman starting quarterback. I don't think that surprises anybody. Um, although there was a competition between the two, you did a column this week about the two. Uh, were you ex- expecting Connor Wigman to be the guy named, and and what do you see as the quarterback situation for the Aggies heading into this uh, season? Yeah, I would think that anybody close to the program felt it was going to be Wegman. This this is a guy that's kind of been Jimbo's guy, which mm-hmm. you, you alluded to in your story, and, and which is true. And uh, You know, there's nothing wrong because, you know, parents are sometimes accused of having favorite children. You know, it's it's kind of that same situation. You can't tell me that the A&M doesn't respect Mark Mark, Max Johnson any less than Connor Wegman, but he's just got the physical tools. He just seems to be the guy. Now, can he deliver consistently on Saturdays and stay healthy? And to me, that's why they can be glad they have Max Johnson because you think back last year, everybody felt that, uh, you know, hey, Haynes Kings is going, is going to be healthy. He'll take that step forward. And if he stumbles, Max Johnson is waiting in the wings. And, of course, that all fell apart because King was never, never looked good last year, whether it was his health or it didn't show up. Johnson immediately got hurt his third year, third game after looking. So once again is you can't, you know, you, you can't guess what's going to happen in the season. So the fact that they have Wegman that I think is definitely a one, but they definitely have a two as well. So it, it'll be interesting to see him. I, I think Wegman, what he's been in with us once, I guess mm-hmm. once, but he still strikes me as a guy. I don't think he's looking over his shoulder. You know, mm-hmm. you know I, I think he's a guy like, He's got all the confidence in the world. So a lot of talk about Bobby Petrino, this new offense. He's coming in. Colin plays. What are your thoughts about this offense and and if it will have the ability to, to, to move or not? Without a doubt. You look, he's got all the weapons. I give him the keys to the car. These guys are all great. Can they produce? I mean, I think a lot of us will be, be surprised anytime A&M gets less than like 300, 325 yards. I'm talking about a good quality team. If you're playing Alabama, you know, I still expect them to go out there, have at least probably 350, 375 offense. And a team like New Mexico have 500. You have the running backs. You have whatever calls you want. You have these wide receivers. Smith, uh getting one-on-one, Thomas getting one-on-one, Stewart, you think about, man, this team should be able to pass for 250 real easy. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I get it, the other team's got athletes, but if the line's as good as they say they are, and, you know, Petrino, once he's proven, once he finds something, he's going to exploit that. He goes back to it again and again, and that's what makes him a good play caller. So I'll be interested to see how he does. Yeah, you know, the uh, spread is – uh, 38.5 in favor of the Aggies. The over-under is 49. So that's either saying that the offense isn't going to do a whole lot more than that 38 points or the defense is going to give up a few points um, to to the Lobos uh, in one of those games that you think 
could probably be a shutout situation. They could put some points on the board. I'll, I'll be interested to see how that over-under um, holds up as well. So let's finish it off with this. I know for our uh, A&M special section, we had a, a media poll, and we asked everybody what they thought the record was going to be. Uh, what are you thinking? How many wins this year? And what, how, what situation does that put Jimbo and the program moving forward? I'm picking nine and four, and my reasoning being is can't see them going to Tennessee uh, or LSU win. I, I just think it's so hard to win in this league, which Kyle mm-hmm. Phil proved. But you got to take care of business in other games. So that's two losses. And you got Alabama here. You got to go to Ole Miss. I just think it's going to be hard to get better than nine and four. And if they do, if they get to that ten wins, then they're on their way. I think nine and four, just about any way you cut it, it is an improvement. They were five and seven. Uh, you're you're in the SEC. It's hard to go from being A&M at 5-7 and seven to say, oh, man, gonna, we're going to be right with uh, Alabama, we're going to be right with LSU and right with Georgia. L- LSU made that jump in one year, but they were already there. They were just not that long ago. They were 16-0. and 0. A&M wasn't 16-0 that long ago. So, to me, 9-4. and four. If they go 9-4, and four, great season. Yeah, without having seen this offensive line yet, I can't give them any more than eight wins is what I put on there because I agree. I don't think you're going to Tennessee to win. I don't think you're going to LSU to win. I don't think you're beating Alabama. And I'm curious to see um, with a new offense, new offensive coordinator, can they get it all put together in time to go to Miami and win? I don't think Miami is going to be that great of a team. But again, it's an early road test uh, across the country. So curious to see how um, that all shakes up. I have them at eight wins right now. but yeah, it, that's eight and four going into the bowl game. Yes, yeah. yes, eight and four. Yeah, going into the bowl game, and so I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I see much more there. But it could be, it could change if the offensive line just comes out guns a blazing. I've just had my questions because of the fact they didn't really add anything for the transfer portal, and they had was it three or five starters mm-hmm. out in spring practice. Mm-hmm. How how do you take those next step forwards? But I could be proven wrong. I love the schedule in number one. I want, I, I want them to take care of business the first two games. I want them to take care of business in New Mexico. They take care of business against New Mexico. Big game, Miami. On the road, A&M hasn't done good on the road when they're, they're down. We know Miami had a, had, didn't have a good year, so they're circled this game. Those fans, those players, they've got D1 talent. They've got top 25 talent. So what does A&M do that game? What a great test because – Maybe if they just win that game, it's great. Maybe if they win it ugly, we don't know. But I love these first two games. Yeah, and uh, I love the schedule because we don't have, like, six weeks straight on the road like we did last year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, that stretch there, and actually they get an open date in October. So I love the schedule. I love, God willing, we'll be going back to Tennessee when it's full house. Mm-hmm. Didn't, COVID didn't do that stadium right. Mm-hmm. I want to go there when it is. Knowing you end up at LSU, knowing Alabama comes here, knowing you'll go back to Lane Kiffin land, great schedule. There you go. Well, I think we've talked about as much as we can talk about a first season, opening season game against New Mexico. Uh, that kicks off Saturday at 6, six o'clock? 6 o'clock. Six o'clock. Yeah, six so be sure to drink water, hydrate. Hydrate. Yeah, hydrate. stay out of the sun for as long as you can. Uh, that'll be key. As soon as that game's over, go to theeagle.com and Travis We'll have his stuff up there ready for you. It's like he's, it's like you're doing my job for me. That's great. Uh, yeah, go to theeagle.com. We'll, we'll be talking up that game after it happens, what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, and writing up those stories. So check that e-edition the next day and theeagle.com. So for Robert Cessna, I'm Travis Brown. 
But you know what actually is coming up next? I did a sit-down interview with uh, Max Wright, tight end. Get to know him a little bit. We'll drop that audio in here late if you're listening on the podcast channel right after that. So it's uh, Max Wright coming up next. What's going on, everyone? I'm Travis Brown with The Eagle. I'm here with tight end Max Wright of the uh, Texas A&M football team as they gear up for that season opener against New Mexico this weekend. First, Max, how's it going, and how excited are you to get things kicked off here? I'm excited. Um, you know, anytime you get to start another season uh, in Kyle Field is, is a great feeling. Um, you know, we're really pumped up. We've had a really good offseason. Um, you know, great fall camp, and we're, uh, we're excited to kick it off this weekend. Yeah, so I think the thing that most people would recognize you for immediately is, is the facial hair. <laughs> Talk to me about the, yeah. uh, the evolution of the facial hair as you've gone through your time at, here at A&M and, and uh, what, what went into some of those decisions? So I actually came in and was, I was bare-faced, mm-hmm. extremely baby-faced. I wasn't really able to grow any facial hair at all and, and you know, just kind of throughout the years thought, man, like, you know, I wish I could grow a beard, something be cool. You know, we got the strength coach, Coach Red, who's mm-hmm. got that rocking red beard and everything, and I admired it. Um, but really, from watching Tombstone. Okay. Uh, yeah, old Western movie. Um, Doc Holliday and those guys got those wicked mustaches. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, that, those guys are cool. Yeah. And, and wanted to be able to get one of those maybe. And so whenever I was able to grow it, I was like, oh, I'm going to keep it. And so, so. You really missed your calling being like a quarterback and a gunslinger oh, to, yeah. to tie that all in. Right? I, I did. Yeah. I did. In another life, you know, I was, I was probably a gunslinger. Well, you do kind of have that, that you embrace that, that old school football. You, yeah. you kind of have like the, the neck roll oh, yeah. or the, oh, yeah. the kind of cowboy collar thing. What, yep. uh, I mean, how, how much of that is functionality and how much of that is like, this is, this is the kind of gritty tight end look I want to have. <laughs> well, the, the neck roll actually was from, I, whenever I had my neck surgery back my sophomore okay, year, yeah. just kind of like keeping, you know, that aspect. But wore it again another year after the mm-hmm. comeback season because I was like, you know what it is? Kind of like the gritty look. <laughs> yeah. I had some guys there, they, they, I don't know what joke they made. There was an old running back for the 49ers or the Redskins maybe who they had like played some like train horn whenever he was running. He had a big mm-hmm. neck roll and everything, big big white dude, big burly white dude. So it, it was part of the look too. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed kind of being that, you know, and I enjoy still now being that hard-nosed kind of veteran guy who plays with a lot of grit. I'll ask one question about the tight ends before we move on a little bit more about you. I mean, it, it, is there a deeper tight end room in in the country? Because it's a position that, at least for a little while, there kind of went out of vogue. And now, I mean, y'all, y'all are racking in the, the, the tight ends. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think every single guy in that room can play, flat-out play. Um, you know, me, Jake, Theo, um, Platt, Fernando, um, some of the younger guys in that room are really stepping up and, and getting to where, you know, hey, we, we have – depth in the sense of no matter what happens this year we got a guy in, in the position who can play mm-hmm. um but yeah and all those guys are high quality high character dudes which is even more exciting for me too just getting to see not just the fact that they're great dudes on the field but also that they're really solid dudes off the field as well, sure so. sure uh so for you off the field what are some of your hobbies what do you like to do when you get away from the uh, the gridiron and the neck rolls oh yeah the gridiron <laughs> and the neck rolls um you know i uh, i'm an outdoorsman um yeah. you know I, I love doing anything with whether it's hunting fishing um you know recently i've taken up a little bit of photography my uh sister's future husband uh, they're getting married in october uh he is actually a professional photographer okay um so kind of introduced me to that so i enjoy doing some of that stuff too um you know i video games every yeah. now and then but I love hanging out with my fiance um, Mallory shout out uh, <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm outdoorsman I like being outside I like doing things outside alright cool so well, let's go to the photography first mm-hmm. uh, Nikon or Canon uh, actually Sony Sony I have a okay. Sony A6400 okay um, yeah I got introduced to it it's kind of a good starter up camera yeah um, and I, I shoot an 18 to 135 on it F2.8 
three point six or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Are you doing the the nature for? What, what are you? What are you shooting? What are so, your favorite things to shoot? I I've done a few uh, like family portrait stuff for like my fiance's family mm -hmm. and then also kind of for my family as well. They've gone pretty good. I've done pretty well with them, but I also really enjoy taking pictures of uh, wildlife and stuff. So whenever I'm hunting and stuff, I'll take my big camera. Uh, I have a big camera lens on there. It goes like 100 to 400, mm -hmm. so I can get out and really reach out and touch them. Um, but I, I do nature, um, family stuff, portrait stuff, all different types of stuff. Awesome. What, yeah. uh, we'll go to hunting. What's what's your biggest trophy? What's the, the I, your, your biggest accomplishment? I actually just, uh, this past spring, uh, after my shoulder surgery, uh, Luke Matthews, shout out, um, I was in his wedding, I was his best man, and on his bachelor trip, instead of doing like a bachelor trip, we mm -hmm. did like a, like a like a hunting trip, just like okay. his family and like a couple of his guys, and uh, I shot a kudu. Okay. Uh, and if y'all know, kudu are the big spiral African yeah. uh, animals, and I shot a non-typical, which was really cool. It had one that spiraled up on the right side, and the other one hooked back like an audad. Oh on, wow! On the, on the left, so it, it was it was pretty cool. That's by far my biggest trophy yet. Hoping to hopefully. Uh, after this season, go and shoot an elk, maybe though. That's, that's cool. That's my next big one. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You mentioned video games. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your go-to? Uh, Call of Duty, but it's kind of falling off for me a little bit. Um, trying to think what else. Apex Legends, Rocket League, some other stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a real basic video game. Sometimes play like some. Uh, what's that? Uh, oh man, I can't remember what it's called. Um, Elden Ring. So like mm. the really really hard. Yeah. Trying to beat the stupid bosses that are. <laughs> it's like the game is made to not be beatable, but yeah, sometimes that kind of stuff. But mostly it, chill games. Who uh, I, I know it's it's a broad subject because there's multiple games. Is there a guy on the team that would claim to be like the best video the best, gamer? Okay, so if you ask anybody about like Madden wise, yeah. that you that is the most heated topic for <laughs> like you'll get guys like all right, let's run it right now. Like we'll go in the players' lounge and we'll play right now for like we'll do it like a tournament and. It, the guys do that all the time, but really, it's it's Madden's the big thing. Madden yeah. and UFC. If, okay. if you're talking UFC, UFC, I, I think Jaden Platt's up there, honestly. Okay. He plays it religiously, like 24-7, okay. and he'll challenge anybody. Uh, <laughs> but there are a couple other dudes. Tony Grimes is really good at UFC, too. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a couple guys, but... Uh, you were talking about some of the other guys. Uh, who, who's who's the biggest uh, jokester uh, of either the team <laughs> or in the, the tight ends room? In the tight ends room, Fernando Garza. Okay. No, no question. Uh, that dude is hilarious. He's a clown. Love him. Yeah. Uh, but he is an absolute jokester. Um, excuse me. But on the team, oh man, there's quite a few. Uh, I think Fernando honestly is up there for on the team. Chase Pesantes, oh, really? okay. enough, is hilarious. Dude's a complete goon. Um, absolutely <laughs> love him. Uh, but there's there's quite a few. The thing is, honestly, this year, oh, um, oh man. Crap, I feel so bad. Quarterback. Uh, one of the backups. Frick, I should remember his name. I can't remember his name. Um, That's okay. But there's a couple, there's a couple yeah. quarterbacks, too. The quarterback room is super funny this year. Uh, the tight end room is super funny this year. The offensive line. I think that's honestly one of my favorite things about the team this year is that it is so much more of like a family than it's been yeah. in the past. And, and we really are bought into each other and, and messing with each other and having fun awesome. with each other. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you, you mentioned you did get engaged over the offseason. How, uh, how nerve-wracking was the day? Uh, <laughs> more than any game, more than any tunnel that I've had to run out of, it, yeah. it's not even close. Um, but it was honestly more exciting nerves than yeah. anything. Um, you know, been dating uh, Mallory since my sophomore year here, mm -hmm. so going on four years. And you know, shout out Texas A&M, love makers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she's a volleyball player here and, and met, and so you know, just planned it out and, and planned it out with her family, my family. Did it here actually in Kyle Field. 
Um, so I thought it was, that's like the best Aggie way to do anything. Right, right. So did in Kyle, um, and then had a whole celebration with our family. And her that's family cool. And was stuff, was so. it a surprise? Did or did she, she figure it out? So I tried to make it as big as. Like, that's the thing, though. Nowadays, like it's kind of hard to make it a surprise. Mm-hmm. They want their hair done, their nails mm-hmm. done, and then you got to make sure they have a nice dress on. And so mm-hmm. my pitch to her was, hey, you know, we're doing a little photo shoot mm. uh, for uh, grad pictures. Sure, okay. And, and I want you to be in some of my grad photos. Yeah. Because I was some, some of hers. You know, yeah. just like whether I have my gown on and she has her gown on or we take some nice ones. So I was like, hey, get dressed up. I'll have my gown and stuff. We'll take some a few pictures in Kyle that's like fun for us mm-hmm. too. Um, and then we'll like go around campus and do some other stuff. Well, I was hoping that she had no idea, but I think once she kind of started piecing together <laughs> that, oh, interesting okay you want to take pictures on Kyle but it's a hundred and something degrees outside <laughs> and you want me dressed up really nice so she's she's really smart so she yeah. kind of she kind of knew it was coming but yeah yeah it, it was it was really fun she's she was surprised she cried it was great. there you go and you, you mentioned she's a former A&M middle blocker with the uh, volleyball team Who, who's who's the more competitive oh me for sure she yeah. is yeah she's she's awesome she is uh she's always kind of like oh, okay like so cool in volleyball she's very competitive mm-hmm. like that that's her, her niche, her thing. But outside of that, she is like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just the, the best. She's, she's awesome. She balances my competitiveness really well. Nice. And yeah. who, how's your volleyball game? Are y'all going to, you know? Oh, yeah. Hey, we, we play together. Yeah. We'll, we'll play some sand together for sure. Um, so sometimes play me in some uh, little pickup games that they play at practice mm-hmm. and stuff and every now and then I get a point on her and then she'll <laughs> then she'll turn on her competitiveness and like put eight on me and she's like know your place and I'm like okay <laughs> that's no, awesome yeah yeah but that's she, awesome. uh, yeah we, we have we have fun playing um and volleyball is one of my favorite sports to watch now it's, yeah. it's super awesome to watch so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love doing it with her uh, and we'll close out with this what would uh, be a successful season for the team and for you individually in your mind oh man successful season for the team mm-hmm. uh I I think sky's will move this team, to be honest. I think with uh, the talent that we have and with, you know, the unity and the bought-in togetherness that we have in the soccer room, I, I think a playoff is is where I'd be like, all right, that was a good season for this team because that's mm-hmm. what I think we can do. Um, but obviously, you know, everyone hopes for a national championship, you know, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's what we want to bring uh, to College Station. Everyone's been wanting one for a long time now, and, and we're due, I think. So, mm-hmm. uh, But then for me personally, you know, I uh, – Want to stay healthy, first off. <laughs> Let's just get that out. Um, but I'm excited to, be, to stay healthy. I'm healthy right now. Um, and I, I think, you know, any type of season where I start getting recognized as one of the better tight ends in the country, mm-hmm. you know, I think I can easily prove that I'm one of the best blocking tight ends. But I want to show some versatility this year and be seen as not just a hard-nosed guy, but also as a guy who can, you know, you can trust the ball in his hands and he can make some plays. Awesome. Max, okay. thank you so much. And uh, the Aggies kick off this Saturday against New Mexico here in Kyle Field. Thank you. It seems like every day, everything just has a way, the way the must have seems. But if we don't watch what we're doing, our hearts will get ruined by silly things. Good loving needs a girl, we know that's true. If we want to keep it, we got to watch everything that we do, yeah, yeah. Don't want to make sure my baby, make sure you're sticking with me. Don't